Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, February 15th, 5.39 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. March corn futures down four and a half at 6.77 and three quarters. March soybeans down 10 and a half at 15.27. March Chicago wheat down one and a half at 7.84 and a half. March Kansas City wheat down two and three quarters at 9.03 and a quarter. March spring wheat down three quarters of a cent at 9.31 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, make sure you subscribe to the channel. We are getting super close to 8,000 subscribers. I'd love to get there this month. Uh, Drop me a comment, hit the like button. All of those things will help YouTube to help me to grow this channel. Appreciate it as always, guys. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather information, all of my grain marketing recommendations. This whole deal is very much geared toward uh, farmers here in the United States. My daily subscriber-only videos or premium videos, there's a new one every single business day. Yesterday, I talked about overbought and oversold. What does that mean? What does it mean if somebody tells you the corn market's overbought? What does it mean if the corn market tells you, if somebody tells you that the corn market's oversold? And how can you actually figure out uh, on your own if a market is overbought or oversold? I did kind of a tutorial using some free tools. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. Ukraine's grain exports are down sharply. Combined export volumes of wheat, corn, and barley for the current marketing year, which is uh, July through June, are down 29% versus the same period last year, according to data from Ukraine's Ag Ministry that was released today. Exports in February to this point are down 23% versus the same month last year. You got to keep in mind that the Black Sea grain deal, which was brokered by the UN, it was signed in July of last year. So there was a time frame from late February of last year when the invasion occurred through when the grain deal was signed that exports were almost nothing. But um, so so that 29 percent could be slightly misleading, I guess, because you did have that time frame where exports were almost zeroed out uh, due to port closures. Uh, Ukraine continues to accuse Russia of delaying grain inspections, leading to reduced shipments. Ukraine uh, just today has called on the U.N. and Turkey to help what they call Russia's obstruction of the grain deal. Meanwhile, Russia isn't happy. They say that they may not extend the grain deal because of difficulty shipping their own grain. So I think that the recent rally in wheat futures can probably be attributed to escalating Black Sea tensions. You look at a wheat chart. Here's a big picture snapshot of HRW wheat. This is the Kansas City contract on a continuation basis. You had your COVID low here, uh, your low associated with the COVID timeframe, spring, summer 2020 like below $5 per bushel. Then you had this big rally through 2021, which I think I think a lot of that had to do with inflation hedging, like uh, money managers, even small speculators wanted to buy wheat as an inflation hedge. Then Russia invades Ukraine February of last year. You see this big spike and you ultimately peak in May of last year above $13 per bushel, uh, massive collapse down to $8. Now we're back to about $9 here this morning. So it's been a heck of a roller coaster in the wheat market the last uh, two or three years. 
Some groups have cut their Brazilian soybean crop estimates. Well-followed private group AgroConsult pegged the crop at 153 million metric tons even this week. That's down from their previous estimate of 153.4. The downward revision was made to severe was made uh, as a result of severe drought in far southern Brazil. The group said that in general it's a very good crop and, and it's a different year from last year when they had kind of a more of a full-blown drought. Rio Grande do Sol is the southernmost state in Brazil. It represents about 14% of Brazilian soybean output. So the map on my screen here, if you guys are watching, this is uh, precipitation as a percentage of normal from October 1st through yesterday. And there's kind of a dividing line here. Like north of this line, you've got your uh, most of your Brazilian corn and soybean production. And they've had near normal rainfall, not, not 100%, but a lot of places with 70, 80, 90% of normal rainfall since October 1st. We're down here in uh, southern Brazil and Argentina, maybe more importantly, you've had like half of normal precipitation since October 1st. So it's very much much a story of kind of north versus south when it comes to south america and production prospects um, when you look at the weather i know i know that there's um, planting delays when it comes to the second corn crop in brazil and also harvest delays when it comes to the soybean crop i haven't heard very much about like reduced crop estimates or anything along those lines haven't really heard much about quality issues as a result of this i suppose if it continues if these delays continue maybe that's something we talk about uh, down the road here China has warned the U.S. of countermeasures following this month's spy balloon incident. A Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson said today that uh, China's balloon blew off course accidentally and that the U.S. decision to shoot down the balloon would have consequences. I don't really know what those consequences are. It's it's unclear. Now, there is a meeting, maybe, maybe a meeting between uh, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and China's top diplomat uh, this week. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, given all this talk back and forth. Uh, we'll see what happens. But U.S.-China tensions still kind of high the way that it looks. The United States is disappointed in Mexico's GMO corn decree from uh, Monday. So on Monday, Mexico announced that they would continue to allow the import of GMO corn, I think permanently, for animal feed and industrial use. Still... USDA chief Tom Vilsack isn't satisfied. He said this, the U.S. believes in and adheres to a science-based, rules-based trading system and remains committed to preventing disruptions to bilateral agricultural trade and economic harm to U.S. and Mexican producers. We are carefully reviewing the details of the new decree and intend to work with USTR, its trade reps office, to ensure our science-based, rules-based commitment remains firm. Okay, so Monday's decree, what Mexico said on Monday, fixes almost all of the problem here. They're going to continue to import GMO corn from the United States almost permanently. The only problem would be if you're a white corn producer and you're producing white uh, GMO corn varieties. And I think a lot of the white corn in the U.S. is a GMO variety. So most of this problem has already been fixed. Vilsack's job here is to talk tough even if most of the problem has been solved and most of the problem has been solved. So I see this as a non-issue for probably 99% of you guys watching. NOPA will release uh, January crush data this morning. Ahead of that report, traders estimate that NOPA members crushed 181.7 million bushels of soybeans in January. Uh, if that's confirmed, it would be up a couple percentage points versus December, but down just fractionally versus the same month last year. Uh, U.S. crush margins are fantastic. So if there is an issue with the crush numbers, if it comes in light, I think the only thing you could point to would be um, just tight supplies, generally speaking, in the United States. It's certainly not an issue of margin. US USDA projects that domestic crush will account for 51% of all demand for U.S. soybeans this year. 
Yesterday's consumer inflation print, a little bit hotter than expected. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics released monthly CPI or consumer price index data yesterday. Inflation rose by a half a percentage point in January following a 0.1% increase in December. CPI is up 6.4% versus the same month last year. Rising costs of shelter, which is uh, like rents, essentially, that sort of thing, and gasoline were mostly responsible for that uh, print, which was, again, just a little bit higher than expected. Uh, Despite all of that, your monthly CPI has declined for seven consecutive months on an annualized basis following the peak, which was in June of last year. I think it was 9.1%. Jeffrey Roach, chief economist at LPL Financial, said this, inflation is easing, but the path to lower inflation will not likely be smooth. The Fed will make will not make decisions based on just one re- one report, but clearly the risks are rising that inflation will not cool fast enough for the Fed's liking. The S&P 500 finished the day uh, almost unchanged or a little bit higher yesterday following this. Um, here's a quick snapshot of the S&P uh, since your COVID low. So you had your COVID low, then you had your uh, money printing zero interest rate rally all the way till January of 22 when your all-time high was posted. You then retraced almost perfectly 50% of that post-COVID rally. And now we've got a breakout above a big trend line. So are we at the point in the market here where uh, the stock market climbs a wall of worry, as they say, or is this a bear market rally? I don't know, but it does look a little bit better on the charts. The cattle market yesterday was mixed to a little bit lower on the board. There was some light cash trade, 159 to 160. The outside markets, the U.S. dollar is a little bit higher. The S&P is down 16 Dow Jones down 100, gold's down 20 bucks, crude oil down 79 cents in the March WTI 78.27 last trade. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you Thursday.